This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. A real rocket ship carried Kay's ashes far into outer space after she died. She planned her own funeral. She had time. She was a victim of cancer. It was fast acting, but not as fast as Kay when it came to planning her own trajectory. I taught school with Kay many years ago in Alaska. She taught English, so it only seemed reasonable that she write her own obituary. It was very colorful prose that drew attention to her inner thoughts and lifelong dreams. Lots of poetic phrases and drama. As for me, I haven't planned a thing. Maybe I should. Don't get me wrong, I have not had a massive heart attack or had some very somber talk from my doctor. I'm lucky to yet enjoy good health, but death gains on me each day, and it might not be all so silly to be prepared. A friend of mine died within the past year, and his wife had him cremated. Cremated within the first 24 hours. Cremated before she contacted the children. There was nothing they could do. He was already gone, she said. At the moment, I like this idea. However, a funeral I attended a few years ago sticks in my mind as a different choice. We all have our own preferences or tastes when it comes to matters of this nature. This particular funeral was held in a church, yet the deceased was not religious in any manner, but his wife was. The service included a few Christian prayers, even though he was not a believer and perhaps even a pure atheist. It just didn't seem right to me. I was reminded of a line from Nietzsche concerning his funeral wishes. Let no blasphemous prayer be uttered over my grave. The same funeral had other features that seemed so very exactly right. He had grown up in Hawaii. His fathers and brothers all wore colorful Hawaiian shirts. Beautiful Hawaiian lays hung around their necks. And the music throughout the service, it was a Hawaiian ukulele. When the tenor joined in towards the end with Somewhere Over the Rainbow, I'm sure there was not a dry eye in the place. It felt right. It allowed closure and yet an opening to continuation. That has to be worth something. Where do you start when planning your own funeral? Why should you start? Funerals are for the living, and perhaps the entire process should be left to them. But it does seem like some of the deceased wishes might be included. And I say might because there should be no sense of obligation on the part of the living. The deceased wishes have vanished. They no longer necessarily carry weight. That sounds hard-hearted, but I think it's valid. I did come upon an exception a few years ago in New Orleans. We were on a long road trip, and we had a home exchange arranged in Algiers Point, just across the river from the heart of the city. The husband of the owner of our exchange had died within the last year. The local coffee shop was still telling the story of his funeral, which was held before he died. They said it was a real party with lots of good food, drink, music, dancing, and eulogies. When I mentioned it to the new widow, she acted just a bit sensitive concerning even questioning such a practice. He really enjoyed it, she said of the deceased. 
It was the perfect thing to do. Today, I hear of people dying in memorial services planned for some time in the future. People come together in what is called a celebration of life. That works for some. People tell stories of their relationship with the deceased. Food is consumed, wine is drank, dancing is encouraged, and a good time is enjoyed by all. Encouragement is given for moving on. Sometimes the memorial is never held. Time passes and memories fade. A small gathering might be held, a sprinkling of the ashes, a few choice words, and a retreat to a good restaurant might be in order. That serves the need for closure. One of the most beautiful endings I have attended was for my good friend Dale, who died of mesothelioma, asbestos poisoning. He died at age 66, with lungs that just quit expanding. He lived alone and had few friends. He read books, drank coffee at a local coffee shop, and pretty much stayed to himself. He liked the sounds of waves and tried to walk by the shore every day. His sister from the East Coast came as he neared death under hospice care. He was cremated, and his sister and husband, another friend, a friend of ours, my wife and I, and the Unitarian minister gathered one gray morning at the end of a dock at the water's edge. There were just seven of us. A few words were spoken by anyone who desired. Then we each sprinkled a handful of his ashes into the bay and let them drift with the tide. My wife had brought some flowers and placed them on the water in the quiet morning air, and we watched them slowly follow the ashes out to sea. It was a beautiful ending. Dale would have approved. This is Retirement Talk. What to do with the rest of your life. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.